Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom, host of the Business Class Podcast for Tourism Academy, tourismacademy.org. And we are focused on innovative leaders, people who have built careers in the tourism industry, uh, people who have established themselves as as change makers. Today's guest, Rob O'Keefe, president and CEO of C. Monterey, is one of those people. Welcome to the show, Rob. Great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. So what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) I want to keep asking myself that question um, forever because I think uh, yeah, I, I, I have, I have become what I've always hoped to become and planned to become going back to late high school, early college days. And part of that, uh, becoming is never, you never stop becoming, you continue to evolve and you continue to adjust and you continue to, um, aim high. And that's what I've been doing. So Whatever I'm going to do uh, when I grow up, um, I'll figure out when I get there. <laughs> well, it's like there's a there's a wonderful comic. She uh, she's an older woman. And she goes, people tell me I shouldn't say this, that, and the other thing because I'm seventy. She says, I don't know that. I've never been seventy before. <laughs> right. You know, I I, I, I the first time I've been at this age, and yeah. tomorrow, and tomorrow I'll be a day older. So uh, you know, we're figuring it out. So one of those one of those jobs that people figure out as they go along, in a lot of cases, is is parenting. And you mentioned to me just a moment ago you have uh, you have some children. How do you want your children to describe you? Um, I do. I have three children, uh, age range from seventeen to twenty seven, and um, I want them to describe me as someone who's engaged and um, cares and is supportive. And loves them very much. Now I got to do uh, each of those things. I got to continue to work hard on. <laughs> <laughs> do you think any of your kids would end up working in the tourism sector? I do. I think um, at least one of my three, uh, my oldest daughter, I, she's got a she's got a personality and outlook. Uh, she has both the imagination and organization. Uh, skills. And I think those two things become very, very helpful in our industry uh, and can open a lot of doors. And so, yeah, I've been encouraging her to to check to check out the field that we are in. And um, she's just finishing up some school, but I think she's uh, I think she could get into our gig. Now, did you think that you were going to end up working for a destination when you were finishing up school? Not exactly. I I thought I would work with destinations. Um, I spent a lot of my career on the ad agency side, working in travel with a variety of, of different travel um, organizations and companies. So destinations, DMOs, but also airlines and hotels and casinos and resorts and, and, and all of the above. So I took sort of a circuitous path to where I'm at today. And um, it's been a lot of fun along the way. What has been your greatest day at work? Um, gosh, there's a few. Uh, most recently, when we just uh, 
we just had our annual meeting <clears throat> and um, we are relaunching our brand. And a lot of work went into, over a couple of years of work went into that moment. Uh, this was just last week. And um, a lot of things changed significantly. And one of the things that I said, I became the CEO of the organization um, on April, 2020. So uh, that's right when COVID was really ramping up. And very early on, <clears throat> I looked at it and thought, what is the old um, uh, the old saying? Uh, Never let a good crisis go to waste. And um, I, you know, I, I have to acknowledge the extreme tragedy that the pandemic uh, was for so many people, so many industries, and the disastrous uh, results that came out of that. But at the same time, it did something that was very important, particularly in our community, and I think many, many, many other communities around the country and around the world. It demonstrated the importance of travel. It demonstrated the importance of hospitality, the people who work in hospitality, who provide experiences for people who want to travel. It really put that at the forefront in so many different ways. And I saw that as an opportunity, uh, as sort of an eye-opener for a lot of folks who work in the business, an eye-opener for elected officials who influence the business. Uh, people saw what happens when you don't have it. And so oh, we made a lot of changes going back to then. And my commitment was to come back better than we went in. Last week at our annual meeting, it was, I have to say, a smash hit because we unveiled a variety of things that we're doing now that I have to say we probably never would have been able to do before. And it got the community excited. And it was, I have to say, a very, very good day at work. What's one of those new initiatives that you say probably wouldn't have been able to fly before, um, but seems to be working now? Well, as an organization, we're a lot leaner more focused than we were before. Um, used to be we're in a lot of different lanes and I think sometimes uh, DMOs can get um, outside their lane a little bit. We were able to be a lot more focused. Um, we got out of the visitor center business, for example. Like we used to run a visitor, visitor center and if you know anything about visitor centers, you know that the decline in the usage of visitor centers is pretty steep over the years, even before the pandemic. Uh, it wasn't a good business model for us. And we were able to get out of that. Um, we have got, so that's more of a technical thing. But on the other side, the level of collaboration with our community has never been higher. Um, I saw in the audience, just as an example, you know, we've, we've got a number of different jurisdictions that we work with here in Monterey County, including the county and cities within. And we had uh, more elected officials than we've ever had. And they were nodding their head. They, you could see the light bulb going off. And again, we can't be successful, you know, in a DMO, a CVB. We can't do. We don't do anything without what our partners do. And um, that level of collaboration, I have to say, has never been higher and never more visible than it was last week. What is something you've put into practice as a leader? that you think more organizations should adopt? Well, I think some probably do this and some may do it better than we do it, but I do insist that I myself and um, my team have at least two, if not three lists that they work from on a daily or a weekly basis. You have your to-do list, of course, 
right? That's just keeps you focused. It's good to write that down, type that up, carry it, Franklin Day Planner, if, if that's your thing. That to-do list is very important. You know what's also important, and in some ways even more important? Keep in what's possible list. Keep a list of what's possible if you if you play a game. I play, I call it what if riff. Play the what if riff to think about what could you do. Think beyond the normal boundaries. Think about possibilities and the power of possibility. And I think that's something that organizations and individuals really should um, maintain. And then there's the third list that I keep, not everybody does, but what not to do. And um, I'm not trying to describe Stephen Covey's uh, boxes, but I do think it's important to understand sometimes you have something on your list that doesn't belong there, but you got to remind yourself of that. And that's where you're what not to do. So you don't get things in the way of what's possible. If there were one question that you ask yourself when weighing what to do on a day-to-day -day basis at work, um, that maybe your your guiding light or your guiding principle. What would that question be? Um, I think with the position I'm in to, today in this role, and what I work to build for myself from a career standpoint, has really relied on the notion of inspiration, and within this organization and in this destination. And I think leaders within our industry need to ask themselves, and I do frequently, uh, what can I do that's going to inspire others to do what's possible, to, to achieve beyond what they might think they can do? So inspiration is very, very dear to me, and it's a motivator both for me, and it's something that I feel I'm obligated to provide for our team and our destination. What inspires you? Um, I think one of the things that inspires me is watching people experience their destination, um, getting out and about and seeing people connect and um, interact with each other, the smiles on their face. I mean, I, I'll go there. I'll get cheesy. When I see a family with a little kid walking along the beach and they're all smiling and holding hands and there's just real, real evidence of joy. That inspires me. Um, I like that a lot. And I get out and about because, you know, I play tourists too. I get out and I see that. And uh, it's it's that, that experience that we are here to, hospitality creates, delivers, and we promote. And it just it all comes together for me when I see people enjoying our destination. Who do you look up to as a mentor? Well, I've got a couple board members that are definitely uh, mentors, um, whether they know it or not. Uh, so I won't name names. But um, my former boss, who was formerly the CEO here at uh, C Monterey, uh, uh, Tammy Canavan, who's now the CEO in Seattle, she was a big influence. And I I'll tell you this. Um, I told myself once upon a time I would never, I'll work with DMOs, but never for a DMO. And um, she's the one who convinced me 10 years ago now, it's my 10th year anniversary, to, to cross over and, um, and, and become involved in this organization. Before I was the CEO, I was the chief marketing officer until Tammy moved on. 
uh, right in time. She got out of here right before COVID. And then um, I saw the music stopped and there was nowhere to sit. So they handed me the CEO job. Um, and um, yeah, so she's been um, very inspirational. And, um, you know, I have a few sports figures that not exactly mentors, but they're, they, um, I think I like a good success story and I, I gain from that. So maybe I, I should shout out to uh, my guy, Patrick Mahomes. He's a big influence. Fan, my family's big Chiefs fans. And so we all get a kick out of him. And um, yeah, so a lot of different types of people for a lot of different reasons. What advice would you have for somebody who is coming out of college, weighing their career options, um, and, and, and may or may not think of destinations as a possibility? I think that one of the tough things for our industry is people don't know what we do. I mean, like I said, I've got three kids and they barely even now know what a CDB is. Uh, I think we've got to, you know, are we a chamber? Are we, you know, something different than that? And as an industry, at least, you know, for DMOs, that's something that we can continue to work on. Um, but when someone's coming out of college, you know, getting getting them to understand what a career in hospitality can look like, whether you start behind a front desk uh, of a hotel um, or a restaurant or, you know, any of the, the, uh, the businesses that cater to creating traveler experience, customer experience. And then on the, the DMO side, um, connecting the dots a little bit better. So I would encourage people coming out of college to broaden as much as possible uh, their outlook and, and their options. Keep your options broad. Have a firm understanding of where you're comfortable and where you're not. Um, and um, I think the industry, you know, we can do, and I think you're you're doing it, getting it. You're you're helping the industry create road maps and pathways to careers in our industry. Which, um, so good on you because I think that's really important. We have to be more proactive as an industry, getting in front of these young minds and these people who have open minds to broaden and help them understand what we do and how absolutely terrific it can be. If there was one decision that you made that you could do over, what would it be? I moved around a bit in my career. Um, I don't know if I would do it over because I like where I ended up, but I've thought about, um, I moved on. I used to work for a company. I think folks in the industry will, will recognize as um, MMGY. And uh, I was there for several years when it was just MMG. And, uh, and speaking of mentors, I got to throw down for Clayton Reed, um, who is uh, the chair and uh, one of the owners of the company. I worked with him for a lot of years. And uh, I left there to take on a new adventure in Las Vegas. And sometimes I wonder, what would have happened if I hadn't done that? Because uh, I really love what MMGY has become. And um, but, you know, I don't fret. I don't sweat. It's, it, you know, and that's the other thing in this industry. There are a lot of pathways. And you make of them what you put into them. And I feel like I've done pretty well. Reminds me of the Nelson Mandela quote. I do not lose. I either win or learn. That's good. I like that. That's one of the things I think we have in common, people who work in this industry, with the travelers that we serve, is that 
many of us are lifelong learners. Oh, absolutely. I, I am, uh, I'm a voracious reader and, um, I, I think gaining knowledge, um, through reading and also through experiencing and talking to people, getting to know people is, is, is critical. And I think you have to commit to that, Stephen. I think you, you need to tell yourself to be a lifelong learner, to be open to learning and never accept that you're ever in one place where you know it all. And who, what's the other quote? If you find yourself the smartest person in the room, you need to find a bigger room. Uh, I think that there's a lot of truth to that as well. What's something you would like to learn in the next few years? Number one, uh, most immediately comes to mind to play golf. I live in a golf destination and I'm horrible at it. Um, but, uh, and it's such a great sport. It's just terrific to get out. And I've, I've golfed a lot and just horrible at it. But I think that uh, something I need to continue to work on is balance and it's it's I'm very balanced in so many different ways. I guess it kind of makes sense because I'm a Libra and you're supposed to be balanced if you're a Libra, but I still lack a certain amount of balance in my life between work and um, uh, personal life, you know, and you know, back to your earlier questions, what I want my kids to think about me, they would probably say more balance. We could have used more balance back then, but we'll take more balance now. <laughs> and uh and I've gotten getting there, um, but uh, I think that's just an important thing for anybody is to recognize, you know, you, you, I, I'm I'm not a workaholic. I I, I kind of also, uh, what's the other quote that if you do what you love for a living, you never work a day. Um, I I kind of feel that way, and um, there's a lot of my life work life integrated in personal life. I mean, how can in, in this type of industry, it's just they really blend together. It's like I said earlier. You know, walking and seeing people enjoying the experience uh, while I'm enjoying the experience myself. So, um, yeah, I think balance would be something that I need to work harder on. When we talk about the importance of our industry, um, that connectivity to community, and I don't know that people understand that our industry is an industry that gives back significantly. And I think the, to your question about kids coming out of college, connecting those dots is so important. A career in tourism is essentially in many ways a, a career in giving back to your community. And the number one thing that we do as a DMO, our focus, is not the tourists, not the travelers. They're absolutely important, but it's the residents and it's the community. It's quality of life and economic vitality. And our industry has been sort of slow to, to really grab hold of that notion, but and it's happening. Um, but I think that's that's something that needs to be talked about more is that community prosperity driven by tourism. Um, I mean, we we literally we're paying for firefighters and police, we're paying for parks and roads. Um, we're not writing the check, we're bringing in the people from outside the community who are contributing to that, and that's huge. But it's been so long, I think, overlooked or at least underappreciated. Do you think that was something that changed because of COVID or, or during COVID? I mean, you mentioned that earlier in the conversation that, you know, there seemed to be a, a different recognition of the role that tourism has. Um, and, and with that, a lot of destinations took a more introspective glance at their work I, within I, the community. 
Yeah, I absolutely think it was an accelerant. I think it, in with all jest in mind, it was a B12 shot to the rear uh, in, in terms of accelerating. I mean, if you look at certain folks, I lived in Las Vegas for 20 years and I did a lot of uh, marketing in Vegas for Vegas. And um, the people in that community get it. We, we live in a tourism community, right? People in other areas are that are tourism driven and tourism supported don't, or at least didn't to the degree I think they should appreciate that. And so you you know you want to demonstrate that. And I, so going back to what I said earlier in your question just now, I think COVID really was that eye opener. And it also told that DMOs like what's really the most important thing. And and it really does come down to communities and quality of life for those communities. That's what we're that's what this business is about. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yeah, how long have you been doing this? The podcast we're in our fourth season now. Um, the Tourism Academy came from an idea in 2015 when I was teaching a program in California and Sheena Works, who is an instructional designer, business psychologist by trade, um, asked to come along and she said it would make a great online course. And that was a realization that most of the education and training in the industry was pretty bad um, for a number of reasons. Um, and we identified what it would take to make training more impactful and, and efficient and, and effective. We did a lot of testing and a lot of background work and technology and, and whatnot. And then like you, um, my job prior to COVID had been working directly with destinations to identify product for market. Um, that evaporated with COVID and, and I shifted my full-time attention to the Tourism Academy. Uh, so, you know, we, we hadn't, we hadn't really reached out to the DMO community until the last few years. Um, and the podcast is now, like I said, in the fourth season, uh, we're, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so it really is about in the collaborative nature of, of education and, uh, the cross-pollination of ideas and, and teaching people how to do it better. Well, so I love, that's I love where, it. That's where I, I come I, from. Yeah, I think that's terrific. I, 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 I would be um, hard pressed to name four others. I'll count on one hand four other organizations or entities that are doing what you're doing, and I think it's really important because what you what you essentially are doing is acting as a catalyst for growth of the industry by getting folks to understand how important it is and helping them understand how to succeed in it, particularly people who are just coming in. We were at nine, we went from 38 people before COVID down to nine within wow. six days. Wow. We're back up to about 24 people now. And um, only about six of us are, are, are from the pre-COVID area. Everybody else is new. And we've got a lot of young folks here. And just the energy and the passion and the motivation uh, is just spectacular. And I look at our team and I just like, like this with this team we can do anything. And I, I but I think organizations like mine and the industry need help from organizations like you to get people understanding, motivated, and excited about how great this industry is. So thank well, you. I certainly appreciate that. I'm a digital nomad, so if you see me pull up outside your door with a van and a dog awesome come on say hi 
I, I, absolutely. I'll invite you in and the dog. Oh, fantastic. I'll let him know. We love dogs here in uh, Monterey and Carmel. And uh, it's, it's very evident when you get here, by the way. If folks want to learn more, plan a visit, how would they go about doing so? The best place to start is cmonterey.com. That's S-E-E-M-O-N-T-E-R-E-Y, cmonterey.com. And it's we've got all sorts of inspirational content. We're on the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, um, and we're going to grow some of those channels. So we like, uh, even during the depths of COVID, we were telling people, enjoy. You can't come here right now, maybe, but you can enjoy some inspiration. And we saw our numbers go up quite a bit because people just, we have that. We have, that's our, our superpower here is inspiration, uh, which is probably why I'm so motivated to be here. But um, yeah, cmonterey.com and then get here. We don't, we, we know we're sort of a bucket list destination. We're Pebble Beach, we're Big Sur, we're Salinas Valley. Um, but we don't want to be unattainable. We're very easy to get to from anywhere. It just, Sometimes you have to go a little step further, but it's worth going there. I think that's where people find, you know, those authentic experiences. Yep. Oh, absolutely. You know, take take the road less traveled, you know. Exactly. And our new our new brand line is find your way here. And it means two things. It means find your way and come visit. But it also means find your way here. And it's all about connectivity between loved ones, between friends, between business colleagues. That's our invitation and that's our opportunity. Find your way here and you never know what paths come up next. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me here on the podcast. I appreciate you and uh, I look forward to visiting soon. Thank you so much, Stephen. It's been a pure pleasure.